to the Armory Man podcast, where we focus on being Christian men, how to grow in our faith, our strengths, our brotherhood, and our community. We are your hosts, Michael and Evan. In this episode today, we are going to talk about church hurts. Yeah, church hurts. So is the church accepting? This is the, the main conversation that we're going to have. Is the church accepting or is it not inviting at all? Are people welcomed in the church? Or are we comfortable and we're trying to push people out? That's the main topic that we want to get down to. Those are the questions that we want to get down to. So our guest now is... Yeah, we have a very special guest for you today. Our guest is Jordan. Yeah, welcome, Jordan. Jordan. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a 30-year-old single dad. I work for the... The railroad i'm a locomotive engineer so i've been driving trains now for about two and a half years um you know that sounds exciting yeah. childhood dream yeah. come true i know yeah everybody <laughs> says that until you work on them and you're like not so much you hear train i mean it's just like you go home you've worked 12 hours you're tired and then you hear the train blowing in the background from somewhere else it's like you just can't get away from it man yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably hearing it in your sleep too, oh right? man i'm telling yeah. you yeah Sure. Well, welcome. Welcome. So uh, we have you here to talk about church hurts, talking about if the church is inviting. Have you always mm. been going to church your whole life? I have. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess a little bit of background of my uh, my relationship with God. I, uh, I grew up apostolic Pentecostal, so it's a pretty strict uh, church. You women can't cut their hair. They have to wear skirts. Um, the men can't wear short, uh, shorts. They have to wear pants. They can't have beards. Sorry, Mike. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm already out. Yeah. Uh, that, that is you can't, they, they want you to, to be clean shaven. But the, you know, the one thing cool about that church is everybody always goes to church dressed to impress. You know, they always have yeah. the suit and tie. And if you have a hat when you walk in out of respect, you know, you take off your hat and everything. So it's, it's very, very strict. But um, they... They put you in a box, though, in a way. So as I as I grew up, it was that super strict, uh, that super strict lifestyle. It's almost like the best way I can explain it is they're Amish with electricity. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so you've been going to this no, church. You said your your whole life since you oh were yeah, young. Pretty much. What, what were your thinking process like? You're four, five, six. Going yeah, to this I was. Church I was four. So my my parents were. Uh, you know, apostolic Pentecostal as well. We went to this old country church and, uh, you know, it's, they're very strict uh, in the way of like how you can't have TVs in your house. You can't mm. have, yeah, what? can't have TVs. What, you what, can't so what, have, okay, hold up, hold up. What are they going to do? They're going to go into your house and investigate if you got a TV or not? Uh, no, they'll just preach on it. And then, uh, you'll, you know, convicted. be convicted yeah, that yeah. you're, you're, so you're cool. of the world and you're inviting spirits in and, hmm. A uh, certain kind of like we couldn't even listen to the Christian radio, like the wow, Christian because that was worldly Christian music. It's not they're they're very uh, they love to use the scripture. You know, broad is the way to hell and narrow is the way to eternal life. You know, yeah, if you yeah, be really able to find it. it. So they believe that they are that narrow path and everybody else is lost. So they uh, they give you this mentality and. In all honesty, like you, uh, you fear God more than you love Him. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't fear God. Like He's nothing to be, you know, 
It's more mocked of a respect. or anything it's like that. It's not a jokester. But, yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he's got some power but, to him. But you know, um, so growing up in that kind of that kind of environment, I, I forever, man, it was it was bad. Um, I was completely just um, just wrapped up in that kind of religion. So much so that um, whenever I went to like football, because I always played sports my entire life, I was pretty good at sports. I went, uh, you know, I went to state and wrestling. I uh, played football all my life, and when I finally got to high school, and you know, um, they were basically telling me how I shouldn't play football anymore because that's wow, yeah. that's you know, all the all the that's cheering wrong, fans and makeup and everything and. Uh, right. but the face paint it's all over the world the and yeah, yeah so quit Learn. football something that I've done my entire life you know before and because uh, my parents were divorced mm-hmm. so my my dad and my stepmom lived in Arizona they weren't apostolic Pentecostal but my mom still was so I would ping pong back and forth my entire life so I always always wrapped around that one religion and and then when I would it's kind of interesting because then when I would go with my dad you know I'm I'm completely engulfed in this religion when i go to my dad i'm like you guys are backsliders you guys are living of the world and oh, well, yeah i'm over here gonna, feeling i'm over here feeling like i'm in an unholy house and yeah i was I'm gonna in, say what what kind of influence did that give you were you more oh pushing man, back it, against the church or did you just embrace it and say yeah you know the church is right you oh no it was it was it was that it was yeah. just that like it that didn't change until i got a little bit older and uh i had just moved back with my parent my dad and my stepmom just for a little bit uh, over in oklahoma and uh you know they I, I told them i'm like look you guys are you guys are wrong i finally said it and as a kid i'm not gonna say it my dad's gonna thump me you know <laughs> but uh you know um as an adult you know i was like you guys are you're wrong you guys are backslidden or you guys are just not this isn't the right way and you know and it took my stepmom and my dad and this new pastor that we found was a great guy, Pastor Daryl. We called him Pastor D in Oklahoma. And it was much like uh, the Fellowship Church over there. And, um, you know, it, it took me going through that and understanding God's love instead of his wrath. You know, everything is you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're watching TV? Oh, you're going to hell. Oh, you're, you know, yeah girls are cutting their hair you're going to hell it's just mm. it's it was awful man i'm telling you and uh yeah it, it it the second that i started seeing more of god's love i mean and and so getting into the topic at hand of the church hurts when you're raised in that kind of environment you're just like dude i'm going to hell apparently because i know yeah. i'm not perfect i yeah. know i'm messing up so i might Especially, as well just enjoy my life before i go yeah, yeah, especially that young, even if, like, you know, you're in high school and you go to church and they're like, hey, you do this, you're going to hell. And you're like, oh, man. Oh, man, dude. High school high school oh, was yeah. so hard for me, man, because everybody else is normal. Yeah. And I'm over here just, like, not participating in anything because they're of the world and I'm trying to separate myself. It was, oh, man, dude, it was, it was really yeah. bad. And uh, the only people that I would talk to there are other apostolic people that wore skirts and... Uh, girls that wore skirts mm-hmm. or guys that wouldn't wear shorts and everybody thought I was a freak in high school for a while but that was only like half my high school and then the other half that's part of the church hurts where I'm like forget it I don't even yeah. care I'm not going to church anymore I don't care about God I don't care about anything I'm going to do what I want to do and enjoy my life before I go to hell <laughs> that was the mentality <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh but man I'm telling you and then it's uh <sighs> through those kind of church hurts and 
you know, people constantly judging you and damning you to hell and nothing you can ever do is, I mean, we're all sinners saved by grace. There's nothing that you can ever do in this world that's going to, you know, pay enough for you to get to heaven. God came and did that. Amen. And that's something that you have to understand. And that's something that a lot of religions miss. Um, and that took me a long time to learn. It was very hard on me, man, because I was, I was stubborn. I was real stubborn. I'm like, nope, nope, Satan, you're not going to persuade me. This is all false doctrine. I'm not listening to this. I know the truth. Because um, apostolics, not only are they strict with the way that they dress and everything, their salvation method is different than that of the fellowship. More by works? No, no. It's uh, so they um, believe that you have to be baptized in Jesus name. It's not father, son, and Holy spirit. It's his name. It's, it's not the father, son, you know, but you know, cause if you say that to them, they'll counter you and be like, well, who is the father? Who is the son? Who is the Holy spirit? Hmm. It's Jesus. And that's, it's his name that will save you. So that's, that's, Interesting. That's one thing that they say. And then the other thing is you have to have the Holy Ghost. Now, as believers, the three of us here, we know that God lives inside of us. Um, we feel the joy of the Lord. They believe that you have to speak in tongues uh, yeah, yeah. before. That's the evidence of the Holy Spirit. And they, and they go off of Acts 2.38 when, right. you know. When quoting all that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and you know, it's it's. So when I was young, I was taught that, right? So you have to pray and ask God for the Holy Ghost, and you're not going to have evidence of it unless you start speaking in tongues. Wow. So I would see people crying and trying, praying profusely, just praying, praying, praying to get the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, and they just couldn't do it. And then like, it's like basically like the pastor being like, well, better luck next time. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now you get this mentality like, of like, what's like, wrong with me? Yeah. Why God? Why? Oh, I'm, no. I, I'm here. I'm not out at the bars. I'm not out doing something bad. I'm here in your house asking for your grace and mercy. And I'm asking you like to save my soul, basically give me the Holy ghost. And some people just wouldn't do it. There was a guy, um, I, I man, I'm telling you, there was a guy that was in my church and he had cancer, terminal cancer, stage four. And they had him open up like the word and place the word. I guess he had lung cancer. So they had him place the word on his chest and he didn't have the Holy Ghost, according to them. And he was crying and oh, dude, it, it was so heartbreaking because they were trying to basically save his soul before he died. See, I wonder what they think when that thief was on the cross next to Jesus. And Jesus told him you'd be in paradise, even though he was a thief and a robber. I mean, he, no. he, had, he was a natural criminal. It's not like he was falsely accused. Yeah. He was a natural criminal. But Jesus said, you're going to be in paradise after saying he's the Lord. So I wonder what they thought about that yeah. verse, because that guy didn't do anything. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I just remember as I was, you know, a hardcore practicing apostolic Pentecostal, um, I remember thinking like, well, obviously, like it can't be that easy to go to heaven. Obviously, we have to try to live a sinless life. Obviously, we have to uh, speak in tongues and be holy and everything. Like obviously, because it couldn't be that easy to just say like, oh, I messed up. I'm sorry, Lord. And then everything's forgiven and you can go about doing what you want. Like I was like, it can't be that easy to get in heaven. Heaven is our minds can't even fathom how beautiful heaven is. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
But then as I started getting older and talking to more and more people, you know, it was like, what if it was that easy? What if it was that easy to talk to God and really be sorry, but, you know, and repent and go about, mm-hmm. like, try not to do that stuff again, obviously, but we're human. Sometimes that stuff slips up. And I'm like, what if it, what if it was that easy? And it's like, you know, God, I mean, he was the ultimate sacrifice for us. Mm-hmm. Jesus was. And it's like, he made it that easy. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like that, that thought alone, like made me have so much joy and made me like realize like, so what, I what, love Jesus. I don't just fear him. I love him. Look what he's done. Look, look what he's done for us. What's, so what's, so you, you started getting that thinking, but that was because you, you were talking to people or mm-hmm. was it like a sermon that you're like, I don't agree with that. Like what was that turning Man, point? It's, it's yeah. So I, it was mainly just the conversations you were having. At, so here's the thing. I was apostolic and I went to live with my dad, my stepmom. And at the time that I lived with them, I started becoming, it felt like atheist almost because I was so hurt from everything that's happened. I'm like, what God would allow all this? Why, why would this happen? Why would you, you know, you, you put my family in this church that basically did nothing but shame us well, you're not holy enough. Like I, I, I remember I had a really good friend in that church since a little boy and, um, you know, he was homeschooled. Like they have their own little bubble in that church. They all live on the same street. They all homeschool each other. They don't even go out into the world. I'm telling you like they're Amish with electricity. I went to public school. I didn't have the privilege of being homeschooled by them. And, uh, I remember my friend's name was Darius, like King Darius. Uh, and, um, we're best friends and I wanted him to come stay the night, play video games and just whatever, just hang out. And I remember asking him and he was wanting to, and he asks his dad and his dad's just like, no, right away. No. I'm like, okay, well that's, that kind of hurts, but okay, whatever. You know, it's, 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 it's his dad. And then later on we asked, no. And then so I went up to my mom and I'm like, mom, like, why, why won't he say yes? Like he'll never let Darius come over. And she's like, because we're sinners, Jordan, we're not, they live a holier lifestyle. He doesn't want his son corrupted by us. It was just like the biggest punch Yo, in the gut, shame. dude. The biggest punch in the gut. I'm like, dude, like I love God. I'm what? trying here. It was so. It's like, tr- son, you suck as a person. Yeah, son, I'm sorry. They're <laughs> they're going to heaven and you're going to hell. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You ruined his um, own family. <laughs> so it was it was wow. just really hard, man. And uh, so that that started the church hurts. The I'm not as good as you guys and yeah. you know god loves you more than me apparently and it you know it just kind of got in that routine and you know um i, I want to say that's that's justified but that is so natural for us when we have that pushback would be like what god what the heck like are you even there anymore like because i i believed in this false doctrine and now i'm questioning it now obviously naturally you're going to question god as well Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's just nature. I mean, it know. says in the word, you know, it rains on the just and unjust alike. So it, it happens and you know, it's, uh, I don't know it, but that, that was the beginning for my church hurts where it really started to make me question. And, and, you know, I, uh, by the time I went to my dad and Elena's, I remember telling them like, uh, Elena's my stepmom, by the way, I, I, I told them, you know, I don't know if I really even believe in God. 
Like, look, all this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, it feels like he's just a bully with a magnifying glass. That's what it, they made it seem like. And, and this is senior year in high school? Uh, this this was, I was, I'm 30 now. I was like 21, I okay. believe. So okay. I was already after high school and after college. But, um, And you hadn't been going to church when, when already? Oh, not this time. Was, yeah. Not at this time, I was dead set on just living my life, doing what I want to do, and not answering to any more churches. <laughs> Because it was yeah. really hard, man. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's it's literally that religion was literally like a cult. Mm. So, but when you're raised in something like that, and then you get pride from that, like you talk to people that were, you know, um, stuff like Scientology and stuff like that. People that wake up and they're like, "This was this was a crock of crap," you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is this? But it's like that they still have church hurts from mm-hmm. all that. Right. I mean, it can make them a better person, but still, it's. Um, a skepticism, right? Now, now everything that goes to them, they're gonna question everything, which is that's not wrong. But now, it, it wasn't like that before. They had all this faith in something that somebody said, and now they're questioning it. Now they're falling away. Now anything else that goes to them, they're like, no, I don't believe that. Or even like like you, you're just like turned off. You're like, nope, I don't even yeah, want to hear it sometimes. It was it was a it was a really dark time in my life, man. I, I just I didn't care at all, and it was it's just crazy because it's just like you know like the prodigal son returns. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody slips and stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean that they're lost forever. Right. And I did. I lost my way for a while. So but, how long? How long was that? Oh man, <laughs> probably about four years. Four years of, of, of like what was what's going on in godless godlessness and just doing my own thing and not caring, not going to church, not not praying, yeah, not doing anything. Twenty-two year old. Yeah, I mean stuff. it's yeah. it's it's all about the party life at that point. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even care. And it's like, uh, but whenever I, you know, I started listening to it, and then but then it was weird. Even though like I I had stopped really believing and caring. Um, whenever I started to go and revisit church again, it's like all those church hurts came back. And then I started like questioning like this, um, like the fellowship kind of church and, uh, saying like, you know, well, you guys aren't preaching truth because that's what I learned from before, you know? Um, yeah, it, 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 it just took a while for me to, to really see like who, who Jesus really was and how he's not full of wrath. Mm-hmm. He's he's he, he wants you to I mean he wants you to fear him obviously but mostly he wants you your love yeah yeah so and so, so question so when 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 you're going back to church what kind of churches were you just like hopping around church trying to figure out uh, yeah, was so, more accepting was more biblical or were you just going to your parents uh, church yeah it was basically just going where like my family went. Um, and, you know, I started off apostolic Pentecostal, but then whenever I would go back with my dad and my stepmom, they were going to a Catholic church. So if that's completely, man, I'll tell you the first time I was, I was a kid, dude, the true story here. Listen, like I was a kid. I, I was probably like seven years old, seven or eight years old. And I went with my, my dad and my stepmom to Arizona and we go to a Catholic church. So automatically, like out of, out of being apostolic, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, dad, you're lost. What are you doing? Why are we going to this evil church? And uh, after church, so the priests usually live like right next to the church, like right across the street even. Uh, he had his own house and they, after, after the mass, we went over there. And 
I kid you not, I walk over there. This priest is like wearing a wife beater, bent over, <laughs> like hunched over, smoking a cigarette, drinking some whiskey. Uh, dude, you're wow. talking about just like, like having what? a heart attack right there. Like, what? Yeah, like speechless. At oh this my point. gosh, the <laughs> priest is over here smoking a cigarette, drinking whiskey. Like, oh my gosh. I was like, I'm, oh, I was judging everybody right <laughs> yeah. there, buddy. I'm telling you. It's like, you guys are lost. What are you doing? So, yeah, it's uh, so apostolic Pentecostal with my mom, uh, Catholic with my dad and my stepmom, and then my dad and my stepmom kind of went away and then went kind of non-denominational a little bit and then went to a regular Christian church. And How old were you at, at that point? That time I was in high or middle school, so I was probably okay. around like, you know, 12 or something like that. We started going to an actual Christian church, and I liked that one. That one wasn't bad. That one... Mm. Uh, it still made me kind of feel, but they, they called themselves Pentecostal though. Right. That church said that they were Pentecostal, but, uh, at the time I was too young to really understand what the difference was between Pentecostal and apostolic Pentecostal. So I was like, Oh, I'm good. Okay. We can go here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not living in sin. We're good. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, I started going to church there and then, uh, you know, like I said, started going back and forth and then 2021 then you started like you know this is this is not true i don't want this and mm-hmm. you said that it was four years so at what 25 you're kind of um yeah find a church again yeah pretty much i mean from like 21 uh to around like i guess 24 25 i was just kind of not caring right <laughs> and i didn't really just wanted to do me and um, which I should, I sh- everyone should understand that kind of church hurt. You're going to be pushed back. You're going to say, you know what? I don't think this is true. And you're going to do your own thing. You're going to try to find out. Yeah, the truth, I mean, it's, you know? There's just so. some, there's some religions out there that are, I mean, mm-hmm. and there's other religions that are just as strict. I mean, you've got oh, Mormons. Yeah. Mormons are crazy strict Catholics, Catholics. If you're a diehard Catholic, that's a very strict religion. Yeah. Um, Muslims, all that. Like it's, you know, there's certain religions that are just, uh, you know they'll they'll they'll, if, they'll put if, their if, finger down on you pretty hard. Mm-hmm. If it's your belief, I I don't think uh, it's necessarily wrong to put your belief uh, in priority of your life. But then you we have to figure out these questions of is it loving? Is it representing God correctly? You know, like the whole the whole question that you're with your church. It's like I don't see how this is accepting. I don't feel accepted. Is this godly? You know, so I, I totally understand that. Uh, 25, 26, you're starting to go back into church and your parents were already. Yeah, they had already, they, uh, they, they've always stayed. Non-denominational. Or are they still Catholic? No, no, it's uh, my uh, my dad and my stepmom, or they go to the fellowship, which would be non-denominational, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, and that, that, that's where they stayed. They've stayed on that route for since... I was younger, so they've been on that route for a long yeah. time. Um, so, what, what was that like of going back into church, but a different um, practice? Yeah. Um, how, how was that like? Was that more accepting? Was that more uh, what you're trying to look for? Yeah, I mean, I did because, like I said, when I went to that church, when I went to this non-denominational church and everything, um, that's when it really it it's like a light bulb clicked because it's like, Oh wow. Okay. So, so you're telling me that Jesus's death was enough. 
I don't have to not have a TV. I don't have to, I can wear shorts and I can, you know, yeah, I can guilty of, yeah, I, 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 I like, it's like, uh, it's like some of those religions, like especially apostolics, they're so spiritually minded that they're no earthly good. Yeah. It's hard to witness to people when you look at my religion, by the way, throw away all your shorts, uh, you better cut that beard. And you know, it's like, it's, it's really hard to, and, and, to, to, to grow up with those kind of rules and everything, it just made me feel like I was never going to live up to it. I could never be what... No one could. Nobody. I mean, that's good. That's crazy. crazy. Like, no, it, it, this is like, but but if you're born into that, like, you're completely brainwashed by it. That's it. It's, it's, that, that's, that's the truth. You still wouldn't be able to live by that. Like, naturally, you're going to have sinful thoughts. Right. You're going to have uh, the sinful nature. We're, we're born as sinners. I mean, I mean, even, even Mormonism, uh, super strict people getting born into it, they believe you can't even have coffee or you're going to go to hell. Oh, no. It's, it's insane. It's but, a stimulant, right? They can't have stimulants. Right. right. So no, no, it's no, an no. addiction. Yeah, it's so it's no, linked no, to addiction. Yeah. But... I believe at a certain point, people are going to start questioning, hey, this isn't true. This doesn't line up. If they pay attention. Some of them don't pay attention and they're just stuck forever. Right. Right. But uh, I think at a certain point, if you actually put it to practice, if you pay attention, eventually, at, you know, you could be 50, you could be 20, you could be 60. It doesn't matter. At a certain point, if you're actually putting it into practice, you're going to realize that, oh, this ain't true. Mm-hmm. I think for at least Mormonism. Yeah. You know, Catholic and all the I mean, other ones. I don't know. Mormonism, they they go a step further. You know, like they have to yeah. wear like special holy underwear or garments. Yep. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Like so there's there's some the different day, stuff they got to do, they, buddy. They, Let me they, tell you. What is it? Uh, that metal plate that you know as as underwear. Oh, the like, chastity, the chastity belt. belt. No, yeah, no the, they have the they 80s, have uh, bloomers and and whatnot for oh, underwear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that yeah. They um, I was. And they're not Mormonism and whatnot. It's uh, LDS, Latter-day so Saints. It's, it's LDS, but then why is there a book, the Book of Mormon? I asked them the same question, and they just shrugged their shoulders. Like, eh, <laughs> I don't know about that. And I'm like, it's, in, it's on your book. I don't know. That's that's why they have the, the we'll call it a nickname. That's, why they that's have what they say. It's a nickname. As Mormon. But I don't see how it's a nickname when it's on the book. <laughs> it's, it's like on well, your doctrinal book. If, you know? if you read... The book, it'll well, they tell call you why they Christians. call themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's well, yeah. they. I, I know that they do also believe that like their works is what's going to get them into heaven. Right. So it's like they'll by Jesus, you're going to get to heaven. But then there's three stages of heaven which you have to work for. So technically, by their own words, it's by Jesus. But then again, depends on which level because there's three levels well it, i don't know if this like, is true or not it's just what i heard but i think like at like the top top level like you become a, you become a god of your own universe right you're you're equal to god that is insane yeah. dude that is insane I've, I've studied for about a year yeah it's you're equal to god in tier one tier two so just like everyone else. you know what's what's kind of interesting is uh so during that godless time of my life that i um kind of just did my own thing and went crazy basically uh i actually became a freemason oh really yeah so i was i got all the way up to master rank um i used to deliver uh i used to deliver medication and stuff like that at this uh, pharmacy i used to work for and i i went and uh i sorry i I have a four-year-old here i'm keeping an eye (laughs) on him as i talk (laughs) single dad over here uh 
I, I went to deliver some medication and I saw this bumper sticker that had that, uh, that like the square the and the compass with the G mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. the square and a compass with the, with the G. And, uh, yeah, I, I was always thinking like, well, like he's a Mason, like Mason's like that exclusive guy club. And what I was thinking was not just about what it means or what it symbolizes. It's just like the career opportunities of being a Mason. Like if you are a Freemason and you go for a job interview, somebody could be more qualified than you. Right. And, uh, yeah. if, if you're underqualified and you go in, but you guys are both Masons, like he'll hook you up because you're his brother. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Interesting. There's an old mm-hmm. saying that says Masons rule the world. Mm-hmm. And it's no joke. If you're, I've a, heard of that. So to, to become a Freemason, you have to go through a class and everything. And then everybody in the lodge has to vote for you. Not one person can vote against you. If they do, you're out. That's it. You can't get in. It's a, it's definitely an eye-opening experience, but I uh, I started off because I was I was delivering um, prescriptions through this pharmacy that I worked at, like I said, and uh, it, you know, I, I I did it for the career advantage. I wasn't really thinking anything because you know, in, in in my religion, especially being Apostolic Pentecostal, they would frown so hard about me becoming a Mason because it said that Masons are evil or something, mm-hmm. and that's what they believe, and. Uh, you know, which yeah, I'm not going to go into crazy detail, but some of the yeah. some of the rituals, uh, if pretty demonic a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm not like I said, I'm not going to go into it. They do blindfold you, and when they uh, un- unveil the blindfold or they, they take it yeah. off, you're going to see some things that you'd be like, "This is kind of scary. Am I, in a, <laughs> am I in a horror flick? What is this?" And then you're just too afraid to back out. You're like, "Oh no!" So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, it was it was uh, it was a different uh, time in my life, like I said. Um, but you know what's crazy though? To be a Freemason, you cannot be atheist. You can't. You have to believe in a higher power. It could be Jesus. If if you're Muslim, you know, you could you meet like like some in, Allah if you're Muslim. Right. But so it doesn't right. matter what you believe. It's just whatever. You have to believe in whenever you t- you know whenever you do your vow or like you take your oath or you pledge or whatever, like you have like whatever version of your Bible is. For me, I was of course Christian, so they had the Bible. If you're Muslim, you have the Quran and everything. You, know, you have different, you know. Well, that um, kind of goes against the truth. Then. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like whatever you it believe, was, you know, it was, it was, it. and you know, I was always just oh, no. I mean, a lot of these guys that are inside this. Muslim, not Muslim, excuse me, uh, the uh, more, I can't even Freemason. say it, Freemasons. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of these Masons are just Christian guys. I didn't know anybody in there that wasn't a Christian. Hmm. Obviously, like I said, you can't be an atheist. Um, but this, I, um, I guess what they attract. I don't know how many Satanists there were in there. But <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I mean, I knew that a bunch of them were Christians, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm in good company. There's God-fearing guys in here, but and you, I'm doing you, it for the career. You made career, so, yeah. yeah. But, so as I became one, of course, I get shamed from my friends and family, and, you know, I, at the time, like I said, in that godliness phase, when I went over to my dad and my stepmoms over in Oklahoma, I had just finished my Master Mason class. What, what are they saying at this point? Like so, they're they're going to a yeah. Christian church. Like. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I, I I mean, the second that I became a Mason, I had one of my uh, old end time Bible study teachers call me. Are you out of your mind? Are you out? Did did you not learn anything from my classes that I taught you? Like that's evil. Like what are you? And uh, you know, after you complete, so if you become a master Mason, you can go to any lodge in the world. If not, you're only restricted to your one lodge that you pledge to. 
Um, if you're a master mason, you can wear Masonic jewelry. You can't wear that if you're not a master mason. Um, you also get a, uh, a Masonic Bible, basically. It's a regular Bible. It's like uh, King James, but there's, there's some different... It. It, yeah, yeah. So it's like right away when you open up the Bible, there's a big all-seeing eye. Yeah. And it's like different stuff that's kind of like images that are kind of uh, on the satanic side. Yeah. So how long um, did that last? Uh, <laughs> So, I, I mean, I, I'm yeah, last week. Yeah, no, 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 I, I mean, man, I'm telling you, I was such a bad procrastinator at one time. Like, I just stopped paying my dues, so they just kicked me out. <laughs> I was the worst. I told everybody, I'm, I'm I was the worst Mason ever. I never really went to any meetings, and I never paid my dues. I'm like eighty bucks a year. I wouldn't even pay that. So, yeah. uh, I'm like, yeah, no. So, uh, and then you know when I went back with my dad and my stepmom and they're talking to me, that's evil. That's evil. And then, you know, I, like I said, I believed in God kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, and, and yeah, man. yeah. With the church hurts. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's when I started discovering more and I started going to that non-denominational church, talking to that pastor doing that. And it's like, God just like filled up my heart full of love again. It, it was, it was, it was crazy how it happened. It was like a, a pretty fast process. Even it was like, my eyes were just open about a lot of stuff. And, um, oh, sorry. Our, our very special little guest. Yeah. yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, I apologize, my son. All right. Well, thanks for, for sharing. Now let's get into the church. How accepting are they? And how is it too much accepting is creating a, uh, a, a false religion or a false thought about what the Bible says. So as your history, what, what went wrong with the accepting? I mean, obviously they were condemning you like left and right. Anybody really left and right. If they had a TV or Mormonism with coffee or, I mean, some Christians are, you know, we we even have this thought of baptism or Mm -hmm. uh, the Baptist church. You can't act a certain way. Mm-hmm. You can't sing a certain song or whatever religion it was. What, what, what is the issue with church and accepting sinners? Because that's the whole point with Jesus. He came for the sick. He's a, I feel he's like, a doctor. I feel like that's just the human part of us. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, for some reason we feel like, oh, because they've sinned, they're unredeemable. And it's, like a, yeah. it's, a, it's like that old saying, like, I'm glad I'm not God. I would be the worst God ever. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I'm not God. I'm glad he is. Um, I'll just be his servant. I said, that's all I'm, you know. Uh, so what's going, what's going wrong with the, with the church as a whole trying to reach people? I mean, if it's, you know, it's definitely like the one that I came up from. It's. I guess it's just their lack of understanding, honestly. I mean, it's, they, they, they put, so much pressure on people to be perfect and to be, you know, walk this crazy straight line when nobody really can. It is, it doesn't seem approachable. If you don't, if you don't, you know, like, like my girlfriend and I, whenever we do minister to people, like we try to be more, um, more approachable about certain things, right? Like, uh, like if, if somebody's, you know, doing drugs or if somebody's, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not perfect. I did drugs when I was younger. Yeah. I smoked. I did this. Like, you know, y- y- you make yourself more relatable. 
And so if, you can start having a conversation with them. You can start asking them questions instead nobody, of saying you're yeah, going to go to hell. Nobody wants to follow somebody that is so high up on a pedestal that they make it almost impossible for you to reach that height. You know, come come at a different, you know, come at it from a different way, to, a more relatable way. That doesn't mean you have to just, you know, aid them in their sin, but you can be like, hey, you know, I, I did that too. Yeah. yeah. You know, I understand it's hard. I understand. But, you know. Um, so do you think there maybe, especially the church that you, that, that you grew up in, cherry picking? Maybe cherry picking certain verses and not looking oh, at absolutely. the, the they, grace they and built, mercy, more of the Oh, absolutely. The, they built their entire religion off of Acts 2.38. That scripture alone mm-hmm. is just the embodiment of that religion. Yeah, I know. And, I know certain individuals who just go by Leviticus and, and Deuteronomy. Yeah, just the and, laws. You know, I I think that um, you know, like there's that old saying, like you know, this, this guy dies and goes to heaven, and he's greeted by an angel, and the angel's telling him like he's showing him around, like yeah, these are the Catholics right over here. He's walking. You know, these are you know, these are uh, the Baptists over here. He goes, oh, those are the apostolic Pentecostals. Be quiet, though, because they think they're the only ones here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I, I don't think that at the apostolic, I think that they're extremists in their own way. But I don't think they're wrong. I think God loves them the same. I think they'll still go to heaven, but I don't think that they're just the only way. I feel right. like they're just extremists. There's some people that need that extreme, strict lifestyle, because if not, they can't. They won't be able to follow God like like my grandma, who's still to this day diehard apostolic. And, hmm. you know, she could not if, if, if she was like us and would watch a movie now and then, you know, or just do. I mean, she would just probably go way AWOL. Some people have to have that strict, strict lifestyle to follow God. And, yeah, and that goes back to our conversation a few weeks ago with with Halloween, you know, Christians and Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do they collaborate? Because you have so many Christians in the church are going to condemn people for doing something with Halloween saying you're going to go to hell for that. In reality, we could put Jesus in the center of everything, right? I mean, yeah. You don't I mean, have to be Halloween so is a, to not be. Halloween is a different, it's, it's, uh, you know, if, if like, like, uh, like my girlfriend, she feels extremely convicted about Halloween because of what it symbolizes and what it ties back to. I and get that. this is her, this was her first year not celebrating. We celebrated it last year, but you know, it was, it just kind of got a little too sensitive. And the more research she did, the more prayer she did. But you know, that that's the thing God will convict us for different things. Right. Your convictions are not my convictions. Right. You're that, on a different uh, journey. Than right. Me. I mean, obviously we're trying to follow Jesus, but you have a different life than me. Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm convicted of at the time, I'm not going to tell you to be convicted of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, I get it. We're supposed to follow the law. We're not supposed to sin. We're supposed to have sanctification. Like once we have justification, once we have Jesus in our life, I get it. You're supposed to work on your life and you're supposed to have sanctification. Work on yourself. Start following Jesus. All, I, I get that. But some people have been doing it for 40 years. Some people are doing it two weeks ago. Just started. You, you can't tell them to be on the same level. That's, yeah. that's just, it's, it's, Impossible. They're trying to figure it out. They're just starting reading, and you're just going to condemn them to go to hell because they didn't know. Yeah, that's not right, and that, that is what a lot of churches are guilty of. They expect you to be from step one to step two hundred overnight. So, and so for instance, our church, 
we're 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 in we're in huddle. We just now have a, a transgender in our church. Sorry to get controversial, but we're gonna get controversial. Just mm-hmm. now doing that. There's word talking about maybe allowing him to keep coming. Some talk of maybe he shouldn't come. At the end of the day, he's lost. Weren't we lost at some point? Yeah, I, I, I do not believe that the church should turn him away or her away. I don't, I don't believe that. Um, at the very beginning, I've been saying God told us to love everyone. Yeah, now that doesn't mean that you, I mean, you might not agree with that. Like, I don't, I mean, I per- doesn't agree with it. I don't personally agree with it, but I'm not going to condemn them. That's not my place. Right. I didn't create them. Right. I have no, right. no place to judge them. Whatever they're going through, God loves them just like he loves me. That's his child. In the perfect yeah. example and is the, the women caught in adultery, right? People were dragging her out in the middle of adultery. So she is like naked in front of everybody. And Jesus said the first person who has not committed any sin. Yeah, draw a line cast in the, the sand. First stone. Yeah, if, you've, if you're He's without sin, cast the first stone. Yeah. He sat down and played and people are like, what is he doing? And then after a while, after a few verses, he said, I don't condemn you. The one that's supposed to condemn, the one who is justified to do that, didn't. But what did he do, though? What, what did he say right after? He said, do not sin again, though. Mm-hmm. Sin I mean, no obviously more. We're gonna, yeah. Obviously, we're human, but specifically practicing sin is different. So we're, 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 we're called to judge. As Christians, we are because we have the law and we're supposed to just follow the law. But how we go about it, I see the church doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, how yeah. we go about it, how are people are going to be invited? How are people feeling? Hey, I'm invited to this church. Yeah, you, you're not supposed to overlook the sin. You're not supposed to accept the sin, but you're supposed to call them and say, "Hey, Jesus still loves you." Let me show you the way, because I had to. F- I had to find the way too. I did drugs. I was lost at one point. If it wasn't somebody discipling me, I would never know. Someone has to disciple me. How did someone disciple you if they don't accept you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think it's our place to judge. Like that's that's for him and him to alone. I believe to that too. With. Do you I, have I, a verse on? Because I have a verse saying that we are supposed to judge multiple places. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, there's a difference though with that whole thing. Like we're we're called to love everyone and spread this message and whatnot. Right. And while I get That's the mission, I get the foundation on why you say it's our place to judge, but that statement is dangerous, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I mean, being like. Jordan, I saw you with that magazine, you know, that can get you pretty addicted to pornography, all that good stuff, put it away, you know, whatever the case may be there, right? Like, and have kind of a serious talk. But if, like, if you walk in and uh, Evan and you're like, hey, I'm gay, the first thing out of my mouth is not going to be, you're going to hell. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. there's, yeah. there's a difference in that level of judging I, there. God, like, God has a way of making you realize your own sin. He has a way of making you feel convicted because, like, you don't need to. You don't need to judge somebody because right. God's going to do it 
he's going to make them feel a certain way about. I mean, there's a lot like like a couple. Uh, when was that? I forgot. We were in church, and that one woman who uh, was up on the screen, she was talking about how she was gay yeah, for a long. Yeah, or she yeah. had a wife. Nobody's uh, judging her, saying, "Hey, no, 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 you need to stop. That's you're going to hell. Quit." Like, she got convicted within herself and decided to leave her wife how does and go to the convicted? church. Because God works in miraculous no, no, no. ways, but it specifically, how did God work in that specific ways? No, he just, he made her realize from word or something that, that would, that would show her that she's wrong. It it says it in the Bible. How does God show? That, that's between him and the person. It's a very individual relationship. It's in the book. If it's, it's, if you're, okay, so I'm going to say this, um, to try to understand where you're coming from, Evan, and try to meet you in the middle because you're my brother in Christ and I know you, you're one of my friends. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I could talk to you and be like, Hey, but if I don't know you, (laughs) I just met you. Yeah. No, that's where you're going to, you're going to create church hurts if you're not careful. But since I, since I love you, I love you as my brother. Like I'm going to say something if I, if I do feel like exactly. Yeah. So, so so especially going back to let's do the opposite, opposite. So instead of judging, we're encouraging. That's the opposite, right? So we're encouraging by doing positive things. We're saying positive words to our brother. This is in um, Galatians. This is in Philippians, Romans. Um, Paul Paul wrote it a lot. So to encourage, how are how are you supposed to encourage? We are supposed to know the brother. You can't encourage if you don't know him. Like how? Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to say? Nothing, because you don't know him. If you know him, you know the right words to say. You know how to point to Jesus in that but you have to like you just said I mean, you yeah. have to get to know him you, you can't change. say certain things to me if you don't know me and likewise i can't say well you're gonna you're gonna go to hell i don't know you right like you might have a whole stronger relationship with jesus more than me you know right but in order to know you i have to know i have to talk to you i have to read the word with you i have to spend time with you mm-hmm. that's where i think the church is is getting it wrong as, as a whole, I'm not saying specific churches, but as a whole, we're getting it wrong by judging first. Right. So Matthew 7, talks. Jesus tells us we are able to judge, but we have to take the log out of our own eye. Then mm-hmm. we can help the brother with a speck, a speck compared to a log. If you get wood in your eye, you are immediately like, let me fix this real quick. This hurts. Mm-hmm. So, we have we we are able to judge, but we have to check ourselves first, in order to help the brother lead in the right direction. That's the only way. Only God can convict. If you're telling somebody, "Hey, the law says this. God's law says this." If they're not convicted, why keep pursuing? Okay, cool, whatever. I'm just telling you the truth. Here it is. Other than that, you'll figure it out. But you are still welcome to come. You're still welcome to hear, whatever. More than welcome, though. That, right. That's been it's, my point. Like you're, we're called to love him. We're yeah. called there's to bring a, him. I think there's, it, a, you there's know, a mixture. It, there's a mixture between telling the truth about God's law and having grace through Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's a fine mixture, but I think the church is getting it wrong by just going by the law. You've you've got that old saying, you know, love the sinner, not the sin. 
but that's not biblical. Yeah. But it's it's you know, it, it, but it is true. We are called to love one another, and right. love our neighbor. It's, it's love uh, our neighbor. Yeah, and you but know, how do you love? Well, by yeah. putting them back to Jesus. But here's the thing: there's also the word preaches wisdom, and uh, if you just judge somebody or try to call them out, you don't know how they're going to take that. Right. You right. could end up, you know. You could end up projecting them in the wrong direction. I mean, it's okay. You know what a perfect example is too? Marilyn Manson. Okay, I'm a big time rock and roll. Ma- I mean, you can't see me, but I'm I'm sleeved out and I got <laughs> tattoos. Big rocker. Okay, um, Marilyn Manson actually went to a Christian church. I forgot what church he went to, but he had been like a Baptist or something. He went there, and they actually you can look this up. They shunned him out. They basically nobody would pray with him. Nobody did anything. Talk about church hurts. And then he went to the satanic church, and they prayed with him. They gave his life meaning according to him. Right. So, but it's, that that road if you, is, if is you, wide, like you said earlier. If you, if wide. you, if you, a lot of, uh, what is it? The path, the path to hell is built on good intentions. So as you're trying to mm-hmm. really, really try to connect with somebody because you love them, you, you might not be coming in a bad way. But right. they might take it in that bad way, which you just created a church hurt without even right. knowing. Right. So even you have though to judge the even though too, even though right, but even though you want to do good by that, the Bible does preach wisdom. So and sometimes gentleness and love and respect at the same time. So sometimes, since it does say that, you might not want to judge, or even though you feel strongly, like I, I I'm gonna tell that person that's not right. That's not right the way they're living. They need to stop. Right. Like I, who am I? And then, but you know what, before you do, I challenge you to do this before you decide to do that, talk to God, yeah. see if he changes your mind about that. Amen to that. God, sure. please, father, give me wisdom right now. I'm, I'm feeling in my heart that I want to talk to this person about this, but if this is going to do more harm than good, shut my mouth, right. take this urge to do it away. So and he will new Testament and old Testament both say, if you have a problem with your fellow brother in Christ, you go to him with that. But you take a witness with you, so you under, yeah it you, does yeah, I remember, yeah so 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 when you do, you you come up with that person and say hey I don't believe you're right and da 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 so you have another witness how how there's, are you supposed to one, judge you can't there's judge one you problem that. in that hmm. the brother in Christ part these people are coming to us trying to be brothers in Christ they ain't yet. <laughs> right so so like, so you're judging people, them and keeping away from how us. do people come to Christ. It's his mercy and his grace. Yeah, yeah. But how, so you got the good news. That's mercy and grace. You mm-hmm. got Jesus' good news. Yeah. So but why are we telling them that you can't good news without bad news. Bad news is we are all sinners. Right. I've, I've sinned. You are still sinning. Uh, of course I do too. But you're practicing in it. So are you. I'm, like, I'm, I'm subconsciously doing it every day. Yes, and I'm getting angry for no but, reason. But that's the way sin. that we're telling these people, I think that's my point. The way that the, we're telling these people is we're making it sound like we're better than them. And we're not. I could I definitely see how we that is. We are 100% the same type of sinner they are. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the practice that we are doing. We don't have this fine mixture of you have the good news and the bad news. It's either all good news or all bad news, and it, both of them go astray. Okay, but why do we have to give them the bad news too at the same time? Like, I didn't get the bad news when I was told the good news. What does what does John three sixteen say? Nobody told me that. 
What like, does Romans say? Romans says that we're all sinners. But I was already hurting, and I needed I needed love. I needed Christ. Somebody told me the good news. So that's the same thing. If you have like, the bad news, so <laughs> if, if you have the good news, everything's all good and gravy. But at the same time, you see that you are a sinner. Now you get this high expectation that you're fantastic because you have Jesus. Well, that's not true because you have certain thoughts and feelings. Well, yeah, so you learn that over time, though. Right. So that's that's exactly what I'm saying is I think the church is going about it wrong. But you still have both. It's, it's, a, it's a mixture. But you can't judge without knowing. That's why you have the conversation with somebody. That's why right. you actually get to know them. And get to know them before you say, hey, you know what the Bible says? Jesus loves you. You're a sinner, but Jesus mm-hmm. loves you, and he died for you specifically. But you don't know until you have a conversation. Where did you grow up? What kind of environment are you in? What, what like the, the transgender in our, in our church. We have to get to know him first. Right, right. And say, hey, you could trust me. I'm going to always speak truth. Trust me. But right now, I need to build the trust by having conversations with you by, by hey, my name is Evan. Here's my bringing up. Right, right. It's but that thing. conversation comes after the love. Correct. That comes after the good news. That comes right. after everything. Like we're, but you we're can't so not say that. So if you're saying only love your neighbor, eventually, when does that love go pointing back to Christ? Is it? Ex- it always points to Christ. Is it it's the godly thing the to sin, do? And that's it? it. It's not about accepting sin. It's about accepting the sinners, as as Jordan said earlier. Like we we have to. We have to accept everyone. We have to love them for who they are because that's what Jesus tells us to do. But if they are changing who they are, are you going to allow that? That's not for me to allow. Or are you just going to go back to the truth? So there's there's objective truth. You can't deny objective truth because it's objective. It's for everybody. Right, but... It's not subjective. Right, but that's not my place, though. If they're sitting in the church and they want... To find How Jesus. Is it not your place when you have a book? Bear that with tells me. You. Bear with me. Okay. If they're sitting in church and they're trying to figure out what's going on and 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 need love and all that good stuff, the second you start asking questions about their be, they being transgender and whatnot, they're out because you're not giving them love. So, they're so there for love. You can't question anything that they do, not unless they bring it up. Yeah, I mean. So how are you I'm, supposed to speak truth if you can't even tell the truth? Why do you, if I was sitting there, me, straight guy, big guy, tattoos and whatnot, you're going to come up to me and you're just going to start telling me about the good news. Why should they be any different? So at what point is the good news? What is the good news? Tell me what the good news is. That Jesus loves us and he saved us. He died for us. Saved us us from what? From sin. What kind of sin? What what is sin? All sin. Is Damnation. We get to go to heaven. Changing your gender. Is it smoking pot? Is it it's always all getting drunk? Is it adult? All sin. Okay, all that's what the, what we're supposed to say. It's right. you know. So so I I, I get it. I, I'm if, if I'm one of those sinners too. So but here's 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 actually a, I, this is a question too because I'm, I'm I don't know the answer exactly but, uh, you know if if you're smoking pot or you're doing drugs that's something that you can stop. If you're convicted or right? right, yeah. If you're transgender, you can't take that back. You can't right. just stop that. So what do you do then? It's why can't you stop that? You know, there's many stories of people saying, "You know what? I was wrong in my adolescence." 
I was wrong. I'm going back to what the Bible says. Many stories of people going back. But if they've already had certain parts removed or they've... That's, yes, that's, that's physical. As in them going saying, you know what? I want to go back to the truth. Even though you've oh, already well, that's, done that's, certain things. Yeah, I mean, if, if eventually... But like I said before, I feel like, you know, we, we're not going to just... I mean, whatever, you know, Pastor Ben wants to preach on... He's not going to shy away from anything. He's talking to the congregation as a whole. Right. Could it come up of same-sex marriage? Could it come up as transgender stuff? Sure, it can. And if if it, I mean, it's he's he, he's he's, he's not he's not going to filter it for anybody. But right. I mean, it is, you know, um, I do feel like God will convict and He'll show your. I mean, He's done it. T- there is nobody that's slapped me in the mouth better than the Lord has, man. Yeah, I'm talking, I mean, like people, people can judge all they want. And you know, my rebellious nature when I was younger yeah. is I don't really care. You that's can't, you nature. can't do nothing more. It's already been done to me, buddy. I, mean, I don't really care what you say, but when God hits you with conviction, it's like a gut punch, buddy. It, right. it, it takes your breath. So, so I do um, have a strong point, right? Like y'all, y'all, y'all are seeing that I have this strong point, but I also want to make another point is we're supposed to be gentle. And mm-hmm. we're supposed to show love and respect. So how do we have these laws, 600 and something, 30, 30 something laws. Then we have Jesus grace over, obviously we're going to break every single one of those. And then also show love and respect. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mixture. I don't think m- most people could have. It's either, and the extreme, you're going to hell, or it's the extreme, come as you are. I'm not gonna, I'm never even gonna say anything. You could do whatever you want. It's, uh, it's, no, these are extremes. Mm-hmm. But some people are over, over here, like kind of slightly in the middle of the middle, quarter ways of each way. But I don't think many people are right in the middle of, hey, Jesus loves you, but you're also a sinner. Yeah, I think the gray area is the most important place to be. You shouldn't be black or white on this topic. Because if you condemn too much, you're going to create a church hurt. They're going to run the opposite way. If you just let whatever go and it's whatever, it's okay. It's okay. You can you can be gay. Like I'm I'm the pastor of this church. I'll marry you too right now. You know. Yeah. You can't like then then you're not standing for what you believe in. You're just succumbing to everything else. So it it is important to operate in the gray right there. Be in that middle ground. But it's. I, I think first. I think that it takes, I think it takes wisdom. I think you got to pray for the wisdom of King Solomon on that one. Man. And in God, in, 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 in God's word, He says, "Any man that asks for wisdom shall have it." Yep. God does not lie. Yep. He's never told a lie ever. So if it's, he said it, he said if it. If you if you feel a certain type of way, you praying, God could change your heart and be like, you know what? I just want you to talk to him. That's it. Just meet up with him. That's just get to know. I, I, I feel like as, as, as servants, I feel like we sometimes forget just how powerful God is. Right. And it's like we, we, we doubt like, oh, well, I have to leave it up for God to convict them or I have to leave it up. It's like, don't even worry about it. Don't even stress about it. Like he's got it. Yeah. He's way more intelligent than you. He's yeah. way more powerful than you even fathom. He's got it. But you can still. Don't, 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 don't doubt. Yeah. But, iron sharp but, iron. But don't force it is the kind right, of the right, point yeah, to that. Yeah. Like, totally you don't want to jump on it and, and basically let your pride be like, yeah, I was the one that got him to be straight right. or whatever the That's case may be. That's a whole other thing. Pride yeah. is a whole other thing, too. You got to remember when, when Jesus was, you know, going after uh, or walking about and, and, you know, calling people out, he was, you know, going up to a prostitute. Hey, 
my child, I love you. You're great. You're you're a wonderful person. You don't have to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. You're sinning, but don't do it. Yeah. Sin no more. Same thing with the disciples. Uh, Matthew, uh, as a Jewish person, yeah, yeah. turning against the Jews by taking taxes from them. He said, "Come, come, follow me. Get out of there, and I'll actually show you the right way." Right. But, but he was sinning. So. He wasn't saying, "Hey." <laughs> You're a sinner. Get the hell out of here. Right. But then he wasn't saying, do whatever you want to do at the same time. He was saying, I'm going to show you the way by leading as an example. Yeah. So hear how it is. And with those three years, he was sitting, talking, eating, having a conversation with them, laughing. Probably. He's probably made lots of jokes, you know? Anyway. Yep. So many, many, uh, many different ways of thinking about it, but you have to get to know the person in order to know what they're even going through because as a di- if you're going to disciple them, you have to lead by an example. You have to always tell the truth yeah. in God's word. You can't just come up with your own thoughts, reference the Bible, but then you have to show grace and mercy just like Jesus did Yeah, because we are Christians and we're called to follow Jesus. So he showed that. What did Jesus do? All right, let me try to be that way as much as I can because we're all sinners. But go back to Romans 3. We're all sinners. 100%. Do not think you are above anybody else because you are still a sinner and you do not deserve heaven. We yeah. all deserve hell. Yeah. Trust me, I got 10 misdemeanors. You could, Anyone could look them <laughs> up and be like, that guy deserves hell. So anyway, that's that's my way of thinking. I'm, I'm I'm strong in my opinion, but at the same time, I have to be checked too. Grace and mercy. What did Jesus do? All right, I'm going to do the same thing. Thank you, Lord, uh, for the conversation. Thank you for Jordan. Thank you for bringing him here, telling his testimony, and letting him tell us how as a church, we should be, how we should accept people and not by anger and not by just your laws, but as mercy and grace. Thank you for Jordan. Thank you for his son over here. Um, Thank you for your mercy and grace. It's only in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for being here. 